Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm so excited that you have been able to tune in and join us tonight. Welcome to Rising Generations Takeover Week. This is Rising Generation Takeover Thursday. I'm so glad you have joined us. Um, we're going to be um, having a discussion and kind of a teaching, a panel teaching tonight. But before we do that, we're just going to open up tonight in prayer. So if wherever you are joining us online, if you're in, in the sanctuary, just bow down your heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just come before you this evening. With humble hearts, we've just come to say thank you. It is such a privilege to be called by you, to be called by your name, to be recognized as part of your family. Thank you for that precious sacrifice of your son, Jesus. Thank you for receiving us into your family. Thank you for sending your precious Holy Spirit to us. Thank you for this gift. Father, we are so grateful. And even as we come together to fellowship tonight, we ask that your spirit will speak through us, will edify us, that the words spoken here tonight will not be ours, but will be directly from your heart. And they will transform us and do that which they were sent to us, O God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So before we even start, let me just say... Um, what we're here to do tonight and what we'll be speaking about. Um, I have with me my fellow ministers. Um, I'll let them introduce themselves. Um, Mr. Adana. Yes. Onyeka Emmanuel. <laughs> yes. And um, we're fortunate to be the ministers. Uh, put in charge by FTLW of, of Rising Generation Church. But tonight we're coming here together to, to teach and to have a conversation led by the Holy Spirit on the Holy Spirit and intimacy with the Holy Spirit. This is, uh, this is, this is something that we, in our individual lives, in our closet time, even in our communion together, has been a strong point that the Holy Spirit has been touching on us for a while. And so we wanted to have a conversation and sort of share um, the understanding of that, what it means, intimacy with the Holy Spirit, why it's important, why we need intimacy with the Holy Spirit, why the person of the Holy Spirit is so important. And tonight we hope that by this conversation you'll be blessed. But before we start this, we always have a confession that we say at Rising Generation. So if we could just say that together, wherever you are, just repeat after me. This is the word of God. This is the word of God. It is God speaking to me. It is God speaking to me. My ears are attentive. My heart is receptive. As I am taught the word, the seed of life will be planted. It will surely grow deep roots. And it will produce its fruit in me. Amen. Amen. We, we need awesome. to start putting our hands on our chest what? and saying this we like, say a, like a pledge like of a allegiance. Pledge, like a pledge of allegiance. Okay, yes. Wow. That, that would be awesome. A pledge of allegiance to the word. Wow. That's, that's, I like it. Sorry, guys. This is us, even on our call. Yes. Don't. If you're family with any one of us, you've probably heard one sided of this conversation that's about to happen here. But. Like we said, we're here to talk about intimacy with the Holy Spirit. 
And I know there's people who are going to be watching from many different places, but could we just start by even who is the Holy Spirit? Wow. Um, if y'all don't know who the Holy Spirit is by now, <laughs> you've been missing out on a lot. Who is the Holy Spirit? Well, the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is a being, not a concept. Um, the Holy Spirit is God. And if you're a believer, um, you definitely <laughs> need to pay attention to everything that is going to be said here today because um, you, you need him. You need the Holy Spirit. He's, he's so much more than the things I mentioned, but I'm going to save those for later. Yeah, I, I, I agree with what Inka said. Um, the Holy Spirit is part of um, the persons of God. So there, there's three persons in one, right? One God. Um, and they each have their role. But tonight we're going to focus primarily on the Holy Spirit and how he works in us, through us, and for the kingdom of God, basically. Amazing. So we know that the Holy Spirit is a person. How do you receive the Holy Spirit? I'm basically just setting this up so that by the time we start dealing with intimacy with the Holy Spirit, anybody that's hearing this basically knows who we're talking about, knows how we even get in contact with this person. So how do we receive the Holy Spirit? Just briefly before we get into the details. Okay. So for any born again Christian, you already have the Holy Spirit. When you gave your life to Christ, he... he was indwelling in you like as you received christ as your lord and savior the holy spirit came and dwelt inside of you because you accepted jesus and that's the spirit right um and then there's also the coming on of the holy spirit which is the baptism of the holy spirit which you receive is as as a believer like you can't receive it without being a believer right you receive him to be um empowered to witness for christ Right? That's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But as a believer, when you give your life to Christ, you receive the indwelling Holy Spirit. But then there's a separate one called baptism of the Holy Spirit, which you need to be a witness for Christ. No, her, her answer was better. I was going to say, click your heels three times. <laughs> so the Holy Spirit, you receive him. When you accept Jesus, he comes indwelling to stay with you, to basically transform you into the very image of who you have just received as your Lord and Savior. So, in a way, he's, would you not describe the Holy Spirit, at least from the way I have always studied the Bible, because there's a scripture where Jesus was telling his disciples that, hey, I'm going, but I'm going to send you another person, right? And they were all like, I literally think of it, and the scripture, I, I always dramatize what Jesus does sometimes, and... The way he was saying it was sort of like, you guys are all squabbling like, why am I going? But you're not even asking where I'm going or about this person that I'm sending to you. He's, he was like, Jesus was so excited that he was, you see, it's so good for me to go. If I don't go, he won't come. So like, on that basis, I've always felt like the Holy Spirit is so important to our lives as believers. And so when you touch on the point of like, when you receive Jesus, he comes to indwell you. I think of somebody who comes to live with you. I, I'm very fortunate to be married, so I've actually had somebody come into my life and live with me, <laughs> right? So this person comes into your life and they stay, you know, and they're there. So 
that understanding, how do we then have a relationship with this person that has come into our life, this intimacy that we're talking about? Because if somebody comes into my life, I have to start thinking, how, I want to know this person, I want to understand this person, how is their mannerisms, what do they do, what, what can keep him, what can annoy him, and all of those things. So how do you cultivate this relationship with this new person that you have received in the Holy Spirit? So there's a scripture that um, we say all the time. We, we confess this in, in our church all the time, right? We call it um, the grace. Has anyone heard of it? The grace, right? And it says, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. See that last part, um, I'm going to emphasize it. The fellowship of of the Holy Spirit, meaning when you think of fellowship, right, you're thinking of communion, you're thinking of a relationship, you're thinking of conversation, communication. You said you're married, well, you are married, <laughs> you are married, right? With your wife, you converse with your wife, right? That's what develops the intimacy because you guys are conversing, you're getting to know each other more and more, um, and that intimacy begins to develop, right? The same thing with the Holy Spirit, right? You can't, you can't just be like, yeah, I have fellowship with the Holy Spirit and he's over here and you're over there and you're doing your thing and he's doing his thing. No, it doesn't work like that, right? There has to be communication between the two of you for you to now understand what the Holy Spirit is saying, how he's pointing you to Christ, that, you know, like, there, there begins to be that flow in that relationship, right? So now, he's living inside of you. He's not just staying there as a doormat or just dormant. No, he wants to interact, right? God talks. God speaks. You know, he's not like an, he's not an idol where they don't speak or they don't talk, they don't hear, but God does. He interacts with his children. And the way that he does that is through the Holy Spirit who's living inside of you. There's, there's really nothing more. Um, the way you become intimate with the Holy Spirit is uh, pretty much the way you become intimate with, like, the way you became intimate with your wife. And the way I would become intimate with anybody. Um, just interaction. Um, respectful interaction valuing each other valuing the obviously the Holy Spirit values you you know if, if the Holy Spirit didn't value you he wouldn't spend his career on this earth living inside of you you know what I'm saying like um, it's one thing to live with you and it's another thing to literally live inside inside of you you know um, but do you value him you know um, those are all keys to uh, intimacy. Um, listening to him when he talks. Um, just the way you would be intimate with somebody. There's no need to really over-spiritualize it or make it too deep. You know, yeah. So You actually touched on something that I, that I, as you were saying it, I was like, that's so important. Like, res respectfully. Right? Respectfully and you're talking about respect, value. So this is, the, whole, the relationship we have with the Holy Spirit is not just like your relationship with your friend. It's basically what you're saying. Like the Holy Spirit is on a different level. And I, basically that's what we want to emphasize. Like 
why do we need to value that relationship? Why do we need to want that intimacy? Like, what does the Holy Spirit, what's this value that the Holy Spirit adds that we should cultivate and actually seek all the time to want to be intimate with him? You know, the Holy Spirit actually sets you apart from everybody else. You have a spirit that is uncommon. He's not like the ordinary, you know, like you're not going to be like the ordinary human being because you have the spirit of God who created the whole universe. That's different. That's unique. And not only that, but the Holy Spirit is also the administrator of the kingdom of God. And it's like the entire power of God is indwelling in you. And that's crazy because no other human being, if you're not part of the kingdom of God, no, no other human being can boast of that, right? We boast in Christ because the nature of God is now in us and the Holy Spirit literally helps us to live out the nature of God. I remember there's a, there's a scripture that says that his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Jesus, right? And then if you read down, it says, so that we can escape the worldly corruption and partake of the divine nature of God. Wow. <laughs> Let's just pause there. Wow. Right? See, his divine power, where's the power? Is the Holy Spirit. His divine power has given you everything that you need for life and godliness and that's through the knowledge of him who is him jesus and what is the holy spirit here to do he's here to reveal to you jesus so the he's actually telling you and you know expanding your knowledge about the son of god who is your life he's telling you more about your life right and the more you get to know about your life the more that you walk in the divine nature of god Wow, not like an ordinary human being. You're set apart. So he distinguishes you in the midst of the crowd. You're unique. Yeah, um, just before I even add on to you, let me address what you asked about um, in terms of like value and respect. Um, I know uh, growing up there were certain um, unwritten rules that I'm pretty sure um in of it in of themselves they're not they're not like bad like not not following these rules is not bad in of itself right but it's there the rule is there to serve a purpose like many of you um who grew up in nigeria will be familiar with don't hand your father something with your left hand right or like walking walking like say your dad is watching tv and you just walk across you walk behind you know, like I know in our Yoruba culture, you like, <laughs> you prostrate. You know, even in China, you, you prostrate. You know, but then um, over time, you start to see that a lot of those um, cultures are not really here in America. Like, you see your elder, you just say hi. <laughs> You're sitting down on the bus, your elder walks by, you sit down. It doesn't even cross your mind to stand up. And a lot of those things, the purpose they serve is that it keeps your mind in an awareness that this person has value. 
that's really the purpose. The reason why, um, the reason why I like those rules, I didn't like it back then, <laughs> but thinking back now, the reason why I like it, I like the idea of those rules, is that it cultures your mind. It keeps you in that constant awareness that even though my dad is friendly with me, even though my dad loves me, there is still a hierarchy to things, and I am under him. You understand what I'm saying? Not inferior, but in the order that is established in the family, I am under his covering. You understand what I mean? So when I see him, I bow. You know, it's not, hey, you're God. No, but it's more like it, just keeping my mind in that. That's why you, you always say, good morning, dad. Good afternoon, dad. You know, there's nothing wrong with saying hi. You get what I'm saying? But, um, so, and that's, that's the way it is with the Holy Spirit. There has to be that constant awareness that despite the love, despite everything God does for us, he's still God. You know, there's a level of respect that has to be attached to the name God and to anything associated with him, including and especially his spirit. Especially his spirit. There is a level of, of value. And this thing is not something that you just you know in the moment it's something that you have to live in an awareness of where you don't even crack jokes about the holy spirit i wouldn't even recommend you do that where you're just cracking jokes about the holy spirit where somebody says so, you know like you watch a program and they talk about god and you laugh at the joke like there, there, there's a level of sacredness to it that is needed to experience the best out of what God has for you. I see a lot of people joking, even with like the, the things the Holy Spirit does, like miracles. Like they joke, they joke with it, ah, you're in the name of Jesus, and they're just playing around with stuff like that. And the thing is, that thing cultures your mind. Now, miracles is not sacred. It's not, it loses its sacredness, and it eventually trickles down to other things that are associated with God. It starts to lose its sense of sacredness, and then you start to live in a very passive uh, awareness of God, not an active awareness of God that you're carrying, the, the power that you're carrying, like Adana was saying is God's very own divine power you know, God is the orchestrator, Jesus is the bridge but the power to walk on that bridge is the Holy Spirit it comes from him Jesus is the way, but you, you cannot take that way on your own power. The power to go through that way comes from the Holy Spirit. So he plays a very vital role. You know, Jesus was not joking when he said, you know, without me, you can't do anything. You need a helper. You know, but we'll get into that. But just, you know, like... There's a sacredness that ha- put, I'll just say this in a, let me say this in a language you can understand. Put some respect on his name. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. That needs to sink in for a little bit. Yeah. Because value, like you said, like We don't even see how much that plays into a lot of the things that we do. 
you hear about a joke, you just, like, one, one very vivid one. I'm not going to repeat it, but most people who are young probably know it. That's going around on TikTok. It's a very common joke that's going around about the Holy Spirit. And people are literally, it's, a, it's, it's quite literally as though they're mocking the Holy Spirit. And you realize, like, this is the embodiment of God. The Bible says no, no one knows the, the heart of a man except the spirit of a man like the same way there's only one person that knows the totality of God and it's his spirit and he gave it to he gave him to us as a free gift and we just consider him like yeah okay it's God with us Jesus came but the Holy Spirit is now God Sorry, I just want to add a little bit to the value. You know, I just bringing it down into um, to our understanding. Oyeka did such a wonderful job. I'm just adding on top. Um, think of a relation, romantic relationship, right? Um, and actually, um, Anu, because you're married, I'm going to refer to you a lot <laughs> because you're right here. You're a great example. Um, you're married, right? You and your wife. When um, your wife gives you a gift, do you value the gift? Yes. Why do you value the gift? Because she bought it. She bought it because you value the person that gave you the gift, right? But if you didn't value her, that gift, you just toss it. Correct? Right? Yes. Yeah, it, it would just be like laying, and she would just walk in and be like, why is this gift like on the ground? It, it will hurt her, right? Yes. Because right. you tossed it, you didn't value it, right? So now, it's the same thing. When, when we, are, we are in a relationship with God, yes, everybody agrees. And when we don't value his gift, the Holy Spirit is a gift to us. It's his gift, it's God's gift to us. When we don't value God's gift to us, we're essentially not valuing the father who gave the gift, right? And in not valuing the father, we're not valuing the gift. And that changes the way that you will be able to receive from the gift and the giver. So now, when you don't value the Holy Spirit and he's talking to you, you're not paying attention. He's giving you an instruction. You'll say it doesn't really matter because you can wait till later. Or like, you know, the Holy Spirit is like, come, let me teach you about Christ. Uh, I'm, I'm my, sh my shoe is coming up. Yes. My, oh my gosh, you're hitting <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> but my shoe is coming up or something else because you don't value the giver and the gift. Right? And you miss a lot of blessings because you're not placing value on the one who gave you the gift of the Holy Spirit. Right? And then you end up being just like the rest of the world. So whatever happens to the world happens to you because you're not, you're not getting that divine. The Holy Spirit brings divine wisdom. Right? He's connected to the Father. So it says, you know, the spirit of a man knows about the man the spirit of god knows about god all things about god so and he receives from 
Jesus, he takes from what is of God and brings it to you and reveals it to you. So now you put yourself at a, um, is it disposition? It's like a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Yes, disadvantage. Yes, you put, you put yourself at a disadvantage because you're not really getting that wisdom. You're not connected because you disregarded the gift and the giver. Yeah, and um, a lot of things you, you mentioned are very practical things that even I went, went uh, through where uh, you get prompted to uh, just pull away and spend time in the Word or spend time with God. And you know it's the Holy Spirit that is prompting you to do that. But then, you know, because the Holy Spirit is not at the place of value that He should be in your heart, um, pretty much everything else comes first before what he's prompting you to do you know and as a believer you should come to a point where uh (laughs) the instruction of the holy spirit should be like paramount you know not only do you obey but the speed with which you obey matters you know like he talks and you're just like everything else comes second to what he said and the thing is, the, 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 the beautiful thing is that um, I love about the, the Holy Spirit is that, and is the same thing applies to God because it's his spirit, is that God knows how to keep you in balance so that you don't, in the name of I'm following the Holy Spirit, mess up somebody else. So, like, for example, people, since we have been using marriage, um, you know, the, the Holy Spirit is prompting you to study the Bible 14 hours a day. That's probably not the Holy Spirit. At some point, the Holy Spirit will tell you, go and spend time with your wife. You're not, you're not spending enough time. You know, like, he, he doesn't just instruct you on spiritual, like, like um, study your Bible, read the, pray. This, he instructs you on, like, everyday things. You know, like, yo, you be using too much toilet paper, man. Like, you could use less. You're wasting it. You throw a paper, it misses the basket. He prompts you to go and pick it up. He, he, he prompts you to return shopping carts. <laughs> you look like you have an experience. No, no, like... <laughs> no, literally, he yes. has told me before, he's like, just return the shopping cart. Like, it won't take you two seconds. And even when someone drops something and you're like, it's not me that dropped it. I'm just about to walk away. He's like, no, go, go pick it up. <laughs> go and pick it up. Simple things like that, the Holy Spirit does. And it's amazing because it's a co- he's, God is conversing. Can you imagine? Like, he's just conversing with you. He's talking to you. And it's just, it's so beautiful to have that relationship. Sorry, just to, let me just touch on um, this issue of power, right? Because... Um, scripture said that um, we receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be his witness right and then um, you know like the word witness is a sermon sermon was was taught here recently (laughs) about witness go on YouTube people check out our YouTube channel um, FTLW Um, like witnessing is pretty much you're part of the experience. That's what separates a witness from a non-witness. A witness was part of the experience. If 
if Ada experienced something or was part of it and then tells me about it, I'm not a witness. You know, like if I went to court, I'm not a witness because I just heard about it. That, that's pretty much it. I wasn't part of the experience, you know, and for you to be part of the experience that is Jesus, for you to be part of the experience that is the gospel, you know, part of the experience that is the Christian life, you need the Holy Spirit. He's the one that, that ties it all together. You know, where you're not just experiencing, oh, I don't sin. Like, come on, man, the gospel is beyond sin. Like, you're living in poverty. You don't sin, but you're living in poverty. Can you really look me in the face and say you're experiencing the full gospel? You know, you're, you're, um, you don't sin, but every, everything your hand touches fails. You start a business, it fails. You go to school, you fail your grades. Everything you touch is, does, not, does not succeed. But can you really look me in the face and say you're experiencing the gospel? You know, the gospel is so much more than sin. It's a whole life. You know, it's victory over everything. Jesus didn't just conquer sin. Even when the winds arose, he conquered it. You know, so if you're not, like, he's the key to experiencing victory over everything. For you to be part of the experience, the full experience that is the gospel, you need the Holy Spirit. And that's why all these instructions he gives, like we're saying shopping carts, um, you know, like, it's so important. It's so important because it's it's not, (laughs) I always like to say it's not the instruction it's where it came from. You get what I'm saying? Like, if it's not the instruction, it's where it came from. Because if if demonic spirits instructed you to return the shopping cart, please don't don't return it. Because the that act of returning the shopping cart is going to is going to be one step towards derailing your life. You get what I'm saying? The goodness is, is coming from where the instruction came from. It matters where it came from. And you have literally the, the only, I would say it's the only source of information that where 100% of the information is true. Guaranteed to work. Living inside you. You know? I mean, you know, come on now. Yeah. And actually, as, even as we were speaking, and God knows I've never thought about this, it's like, it was just saying to me, like, people still consider, like, even the giver, right? The giver of the gift, the Holy Spirit. There's a, there's a section of the Bible, which is the Old Testament, which you see God as the Almighty God. And it's like people still just want a transactional God. They just still want a God that, okay, I'm going to do whatever I want and, like, as long as you tell me, I come to you, I just pray, you give me this, you give me that, that's it. And it seems like people are much more interested in that kind of God, like a transaction. I go to God, he gives me this, we go, we come. But in Jesus brought a new revelation of God as our father. And he said, the most important gift I could give you, leaving you, is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit takes you 
from that stage of just having a relationship with God that's just come, like transaction. Like all you know about God is God forgive me, God I, I sin. And not saying that those are not important. Yes, they are basis. But he wants to take, the Holy Spirit will take you from there and, and take you to a place where you actually come to a new level. No longer just transaction. No longer transaction. It's actually now a relationship. You actually, like it says, you actually come to know him. And he's actually opening your eyes to see his son who's giving you revelation. He's leading you. Literally, we say that scripture all the time. He's le- he will lead you along the best pathway to go. Who is the one leading you now? It's his spirit. So like all of these things, he takes, he literally like, he was given to us almost like you have by yourself. I mean, can I just hold your hand? Like literally a picture of like a small person or a child just being held by the hand and walking and just being led. That's, that's how the Holy Spirit expects us. And if that's the picture you have in your mind, you will always see that first off, the Holy Spirit is always there with you. Like you said, the Spirit of God. He knows all truth. He's the spirit of wisdom. Where's the confusion in your life coming from? He said he will show you the things to come. He doesn't, you don't need to even stretch far. Like we've been sitting here and we just kept talking. Like it would be so awkward if we were sitting here and we're just looking at each other like. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> but isn't, if, if you receive the Holy Spirit when you accept Jesus, right? And he's indwelling inside of you. And both of you, both spirits are just like. That's still what most people are. The Holy Spirit is available in salvation, but you are not cultivating the relationship. And he's not going to impose the relationship. He will keep drawing. That's why things like this are coming up. It's not just for us to, like, there's no reason for us to keep doing this. The Holy Spirit is bringing this up because he desires. He says, I stand at the door of your heart knocking, right? He's the one there knocking. Knocking not just so you can be saved. Yes, that's one knock. You know how many doors there are to our hearts? Do you know how many doors there are in our hearts? He stands at the door knocking, knocking, till you, till you give all of yourself to him. But the Holy Spirit takes it from that place where you... <laughs> Some people still just accept Jesus Christ because they don't want to go to hell. And that's, where it's and that's all it is. That's all it is. And, and, then, and then they watch a Mount Zion min, uh, movie. <laughs> bring Mount Zion please (laughs) but I'm just saying that it's the Holy Spirit is there to he I almost is like an ever open invitation daily to a new experience of God Hmm. like yeah you go to bed at night and you think wow this was such an amazing day you wake up and the Holy Spirit is like I have more (laughs) I have more and it's it's the depths the things like I always used to tell myself, there was one day I was reading the Bible and I was like, wait, I am reading the experience. Like this thing that, some, that we, I'm reading is somebody's relationship with the Holy Spirit being transcribed into words and it's living testament through time. I'm reading somebody's relationship. So how, why can't I cultivate that same relationship too and see even deeper things in God. See even deeper levels of God. Go to deeper mysteries of God. Like what Paul knew, like Paul knew amazing things, but there's so much more available. 
He himself said it. He says he knew in part. God will tell you another part. And through understanding and with backing up with the, of the scriptures, he will reveal himself and edify the church, edify the body of Christ through testimonies, through whatever, so that the name of Jesus will be glorified. Ultimately, more will see the truth of Jesus, more we accept Jesus, more will come to experience Jesus, and then it will continue to transpire, continue to transpire. But the key thing there is that, like, we really, really have to value him. We have to value him, cultivate the, the relationship with him, like actually intentionally do it. Because the other part that I, I know, like we're saying all these things, but people go to work, people have all these things, people are tired, people are doing all these things. In the busy time, right, how do you show your value? How do you show you value the Holy Spirit? How can you get that? Like, do you need to be spending eight hours a day? Do you need to be doing that? No, but I think it's, it's, it's a call. Like, there's something that I learned in Genesis. The Bible says, man, he was, there were, he was on the earth. And God came in the cool of the day to fellowship with him. Like, God came in the cool of the day. I believe that there's a time, right, where you can be in your work, but God will find a cool of the day for you where he will he will come and fellowship but the thing is do we even know when he's calling us to that place do we know where this is the time like adam was still working he was naming animals but god will come and fellowship with him and they'll spend time together so it's in your busy schedule it's not to say like oh you have to neglect like you said the holy spirit is not going to tell you to go and read for 14 hours when you know you you have a test tomorrow that you need to study for <laughs> right he'll tell you to read your books actually <laughs> you know so if, if you understand that, like, he's not, I literally want to say your, the word you always say, he's not a jerk. Like, he's not, he's not, he understands you. He understands the demands. And there's been so many testimonies that if you really want more, you could tell him, I want more. And you will realize that all of a sudden you start having a desire, I think I need a new job. You see how all of a sudden you are not you, you are thinking God was the next step, what's the next step? Keep fellowshipping, keep keep yearning for him. He will show you what's next. You will start if if you want more, he will show you that ah, if you want more, you might need a new job. Okay, you start getting that desire. He says, like, if my words abide in you, I will give you the desires of your heart. Like even the desires that you have, he will give them to you. That that you will be able to pray and you're just like, it's happening because it's not, it's something that he already wants you to have. The new job is going to give you more time to spend with him. You get the time. And it's like things are just working out. But be intentional about it. You have to actually be intentional. Like I want to spend time with the Holy Spirit. Like don't just think of him in passing. He's there. Like, imagine that, that image that I said of him holding your hand, walking through life. He's right there. I actually do have a question, but I'm going to read a scripture before that. Um, I, I want to um, kind of bring up what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit, what the role of the Holy Spirit and what he's here to do for us. In John chapter 15, uh, John chapter 16, 13 to 15, it says, But when he, the Spirit of truth, which is the Holy Spirit, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. 
He will glorify me. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said, the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. So he's the Spirit of truth. He opens your eyes to the truth, right? And then there's another scripture that talks about him being our helper, our guide, our lead, our comforter. Like the Holy Spirit is so many things. He fits so many roles. And, you know, a lot of times people, um, you know, think that they have this gaping hole in their heart. And they're, they're, they're trying to fit so many things into that hole to stabilize them. But the missing, the missing hole, the, the thing that fills the hole is really God. And the Holy Spirit is the one that stabilizes you through life. So when you're like, oh, I need comfort. You can't go and seek it in somebody's arms. No, you seek it in God. I need, um, you know, a friend to talk to. You're not going to be like, okay, let me just go and find some friend. No, like God is actually there. You can talk to him and he will direct you to the per like someone who is godly that you can talk to. But he's actually there. Like we often go to other people first rather than going to God. I don't know. I, I did that before. I used to go to other people first and God is like, you're neglecting me you're are, are you value <laughs> are you valuing those people more than me what you're seeking from them isn't is it not my wisdom and i am here and you're not seeking me for my wisdom you're seeking other people to give you my wisdom right so it's it's that intimacy that kind of like helps you you know understand okay you're doing this but maybe you need to shift here and, and change this here. But before we go any further, I, I think some people might be at, like having this question in their hearts. What is the practical step of actually knowing when the Holy Spirit is talking to me? Right? So do you guys want to shed some light on that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew this question was coming. <laughs> How do you know the Holy Spirit is talking to you? Well, um... I'm going to answer this kind of in two folds. First of all, let me use the natural, right? If you uh, walked into your living room and you, you just heard this sweet, audible voice, this awesome sounding voice, but your picture wasn't showing, how would you know this was Onyeka Emmanuel? You know, like how do you know when Anu talks that it's Anu? Or if I called you on the phone, how do you know it's me if you haven't memorized my number? Well, um, I'll, 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 I'll pause right there and I'll go to the second and I'll circle back to this, to, to why I asked that question. Um, so for me, I'm going to answer, I'm, the second part is I'm going to answer using my own personal experience, right? For me, how I grew into knowing that it's the Holy Spirit talking to me is it started with the word right i used to just study the bible um when i was the head of a young adult ministry meeting and i used to study to teach and believe me when i say i was studying it not to know god i was just studying it so that when i come here i will make sense because i used to see uh i, I saw the youth as very intelligent and i was like if these people ask me a question i want to be able to answer it biblically that was that was my motivation right but then i noticed that as i began to interact with the word um there was a 
as the Bible describes, a still, a still voice. There were thoughts. I, I, actually, I'll put it like this. It was thoughts coming to my mind. And some of them came as questions. Some of them came as, as understanding to what I was reading, right? And the more I studied the word, the more I, I would ask, like just in my heart, like, I wonder what this means. I wonder what this means. And then um, either through a sermon uh, on Sunday or, uh, you know, another verse or just a casual conversation with somebody um, as they're talking. And I mean, even what they're saying doesn't have to be spiritual. Like they're, they're just talking about one shoe they bought. And then something just resonates with me on the inside that becomes the answer to questions I was asking, right? And then the more I began to experience that, it's almost like the more I began to recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit. And, but it never got into the specific, like, um, oh, I'm about to go out and the Holy Spirit tells me don't go there or don't take Main Street. It, it, was, it was like usually with the word, right? And then um, what happened was I began to actually have these um, thoughts. Like, <laughs> I remember the first time I was asked to teach Sunday school, I would go to God and be like, God, what should I teach? I want to teach your word. Um, please let me not say anything that is not your word. Then I, I, used to, I used to pray that for like a good like 15, 20 minutes. And then I remember one day God said to me, a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. And he told me, listen, I am fused with you, right? He said, I am one with you. And everybody knows, I mean, it's no secret that I like to wear Crocs. I mean, you know, you know this. You know, Brother John, you know this, right? Yeah. So if you fused with me, right, you see how Ada is dressed. If the two of us fused, and when I say fused, I'm not talking about marriage. I'm talking about like our bodies literally joined and became one. Our will, everything became one right? Suddenly, Ada wakes up and doesn't feel like wearing that. I wants to wear Crocs. And she's like, why, <laughs> why am I suddenly interested in wearing Crocs? Because she's one with me and I like Crocs. You get? So God began to open my eyes that, listen, I am one with you and you need to start trusting what you desire. You need to start trusting your, you know, your, what is coming in your heart. You start trusting it. For you to follow me, there is faith that is involved. And please, if the word of God does not abide in you, <laughs> this is not for you. This is for like, that's why I said it started with the word. All right? So he began to teach me to just trust what is coming in my heart. Just trust it. Just trust it. Right? So I will wake up. I'm telling you, even till date, this is how I pick my sermons. I will wake up and I'll just feel like preaching a sermon. I'll just be like, you know what, this is a good topic to teach. And that's it. It doesn't get deeper than that for me. That's it. That is it. And I found out that every single time, it turns out to be what God, like I'll get confirmation. It turns out to be what God wanted to share. You know? So, there's a... um, it started with the word. It started with the Holy Spirit teaching me about the word. And then it went into God opening my eyes to understand that I am one with him. Right? And I should trust what comes to my heart. I should trust it. If not, you'll be in this infinite loop. This infinite, um, God, is it you? That thing, that thing will never end. God, is it you? Is it you? I don't know if it's you. Is it you? Is it you? Ten years later, you're still asking, is it you? 
You understand what I'm saying? So, and the more you do it, the more you do it, and I'm using the word doing it because obedience, that's the second key to knowing the, 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 the voice of the Spirit. The more you obey, the more you begin to profile God. You begin to profile the Holy Spirit. You begin to understand what he's likely to do and what he's not likely to do. And again, again, it started with the word because the Holy Spirit will never deviate from the word. You know, So the more you obey, the more you begin to, to recognize what he's likely to do. So if somebody came and told somebody who knows me that, oh, they saw me on King Daga in Six Flags. King Daga, that's the, I don't know if there's a new one, but that was the highest, the tallest roller coaster in Six Flags. If somebody who knows me went and said, oh, they saw me there, or if somebody went and told my dad they saw me in the nightclub dancing, or they saw me at an event, at a party dancing, right? Be honest, what are you likely to say? That's not me. That is not me. Because, because, because you've, you've interacted with me enough times to know that Onyeka doesn't like parties. Like, this is not a spiritual thing. I just really don't like parties. You get what I'm saying? And I, I don't like heights either. You get what I'm saying? So the more you obey the Holy Spirit, the more you start to recognize what he likes and what he doesn't like, the more the Holy Spirit prompts you to move, put back that shopping cart, and you listen, and put it back. The more, when somebody now comes to you and says, oh, um, God told me to do this, and you see disorder in it, you're like, ah, no, the Holy Spirit is not disorderly. You get what I'm saying? You start to recognize what the Holy Spirit is like. So, with the word, the word, right, faith, Trust is very important. You need to trust that you are one with God. Start trusting what is in your heart. If you fellowship in the world, start trusting what is in your heart. And three, obey. If you're wrong, God will correct you. You learn as much from the things you miss as you do from the things you don't miss. If you're wrong, God corrects you. And lesson learned. So back to the first thing I said, how do you know that uh, how do you know my voice? How do you know what Onyeka sounds like or what is likely to do? Is interacting with me. Interact with me. And then, inevitably, you will come to a point where you just know. Amen? Um, if we could actually open Colossians uh, 3, verse 15. I just wanted to add two Ps to what he just said. Um, and the two P's would be patience and peace. Um, Colossians 3.15 tells us, if we could use Amplified Classic, I'll just read it. It says, and let the peace, soul harmony, right, which comes from Christ, rule, act as umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds in that peaceful state, to which as members of Christ, one body, you are also called to live and be thankful, appreciative, giving praise to God always. I say you're going to need the peace of God, the peace that lets you go forward. Like not peace that, oh, you've been thinking this thing in your head. This is what you always wanted to do. Somebody now said something remotely looks like what you wanted. You're like, God, that's you. No, 
the peace that comes from God. Like, I mean, everything looks good. It's so funny because I didn't even think, okay. I had an example personally where I had the option just like, almost like two, three weeks ago to move from my job and to go to another job. They were offering me the same amount of money. And literally, there was nothing wrong with both places. I would have been fine. Like, and I understand, like, Pastor has been telling us, he says, I the job, I'm the boss. So I knew that wherever I go, I'm the boss. So it didn't matter. But at the end of the day, I know there's a plan. I know there's a bigger, I know there's already a finished plan. I know the Holy Spirit already knows what God wants to do next. He knows where I'm going to next. So the peace, I just said, I literally told God one day, I was like, God, I could take any one of these, but I want to take the one that you want me to have the one that you will prefer for me to have let me have that one and just give me your peace about it and literally i went i talked to both of them and i just sent an email i told literally i was waiting but it didn't i didn't get anything i was just like god you know what i'm gonna stay and the moment i stayed i said i was staying i got an email from the other company and this guy was the, the all of a sudden this guy who has been so jovial with me and everything when i told him oh i'm gonna pick the other company like he just turned towards me in a way and i was just like so like all of that that you were showing me was what exactly literally i've still not responded to the email that's how shocked i am i'm still reading it over and over sometimes but don't be in a rush don't let the devil push you because if he cannot lead you he will try to push you if he's no longer the one holding your hand he will try to get to push you so that you leave the one that's holding your hand and you go astray by yourself be patient and let the peace that comes from God where you will make a decision and it might look foolish but because it came with the peace of God and by faith you believe it because if it looks like it's not working why would you believe it but because God said it by faith, you believe the word that came from God. Right? And just trust it. Trust it. Let me even give one. This one is a small example. But it happened to, it only happened to what looks like me in believers meeting yesterday. As we were in believers meeting, um, we were about to start. And after Paul finished, I was literally going to stand up and pick something. And in my spirit, I, I wasn't even asking for it. It just said, Evangel is about to talk. And I was like, Evangel? Okay, all right. So here I am waiting for Evangel to talk. And Chibuzo talks. And I'm like, what? Hey, Holy Spirit. Is that Holy Spirit or who was that that said Evangel was about to talk? So I was like, yeah, I guess I got it wrong. But like you said, I didn't kill myself for it. Like, who cares? Like, nobody else knew. It's just me. <laughs> so... Somebody else talks after Chibuzo. It's not evangel. I was like, Kai, Jesus. Third person talks. It's still not evangel. I'm like, what is going on? Then evangel talks. I'm like, evangel, you're so late. Come on. <laughs> because Kevin spoke before evangel. And Kevin, he sounded so much like evangel to me yesterday. I was like, that's not evangel though. But then evangel finally spoke. But then evangel said something. He, was, he said... Even before Chibuzo was about to speak, I was going to say that we should just start worshiping God. And I was like, okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. I got you. Because in there, even though Evangel didn't speak, it was just the time. Chibuzo spoke earlier than 
evangel, and they have to raise their hand. So eventually, evangel got his turn to speak, but he wanted to speak first. He was ready to speak first. And for me, in that moment, I learned, even if it was a mistake, I was ready to give it up. Like, but then God just let me even know, like, see, it still wasn't a mistake. But I wasn't hung up. Right? Just, just enjoy it. And, and you know, the funny thing is that we place a timing on what the Holy Spirit tells us. And that's why we often miss it. You know, because if we're, oh, it's going to happen now. But I, I, I like what you said, patience. God is not in a haste. He might tell you something, right? The Holy Spirit might tell you some, something to come. But you don't know the time when it's going to come. You might not, right? And you now begin to place your own time. Like, okay, it's going to be like 2021, 2022. And 2021 will pass and you're like, God, I guess it's not you. <laughs> you know, you just give up just because you think that is not God that told you that, right? But God is like, no, I'm not in a haste. Just hold on. This is fellowship. This is relationship. This is communion. Let's talk. Let's break it down. You know, like don't just run ahead and say, okay, now I've received from God. So I'm going to run and just do. No, you need to just wait and hear more for that clarification from him before you do, before you act. Right? So that's something that we have to get into our heads. Like, don't be in a rush. I'm not saying stay there forever, but don't be in a rush. Because when we rush into things, yes, we might have heard from the Holy Spirit, but we didn't get the full picture or the full instruction. Then we mess it up. Right? So it's important to like have that constant communication and dialogue. I, I love when uh, Pastor Emmanuel preached. He mentioned... Moses's dialogue with God. Even Abraham had dialogue with God about Sodom and Gomorrah. When the uh, you know the angel said oh, we are going to go and destroy it, and Abraham said even if it's like fifteen righteous people, and then he kept going up and up. That was dialogue, and God was communicating. And something that we have to realize is that God consistently talks. It's just that are you paying attention? to what he's saying he's always speaking he's inside of he's always talking to you you're his child man he loves you he cares about you so deeply like he doesn't want to be away from you like that's why he said i'm going to not live in you right he doesn't want any space no distance between you and him so he's like i'm going to live in you why would you not think that he doesn't want to talk to you and you have been asking forever no He's been talking. Maybe you need to go back and ask God, like, where am I missing it? Where am I not hearing you clearly? Am I doing something that is hindering me from actually listening or hearing? So that's a question, but God is consistently talking. Also, I'm glad you guys said this because it points out one very important truth. Um, The Holy Spirit will never ask you to do anything that deviates from his nature. Um, And... And the Bible said uh, he has given us a spirit of sound mind. You know, any spirit that is talking to you and is making your mind <laughs> go crazy. <laughs> you, need to, you need to chill, you know. <laughs> you know and self, self-control, you know, like when the Holy Spirit talks to you, it's accompanied with self-control. Like if, when the Holy Spirit talks, all these people that, oh man, I can't control it. Is the Holy Spirit? Nah, <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like possession, or I don't know what that is. But when the Holy Spirit talks to you, 
it's accompanied with everything that he is self-control love you understand what i'm saying it's a con- I, I just there's this example i just want to bring up i don't know if you remember during the men's conference like two or three years ago when um i was going through a period where i began to doubt if i even hear the voice of god <laughs> i shared it with anu and then god that was the time god began to remind me trust trust that i am with you i don't leave you and i don't forsake you and trust the things that i say to you right and then god right there and then told me the, the score to a soccer game you remember and he's there he told me to score to a soccer game and i was like okay we'll see if it happens he said go and tell them say it publicly <laughs> i said i said i didn't want to do it but he said no say it publicly say it publicly that this is the score to this game this is what it will be when it ends. So I said it. And then I remember the opposing team scored. The, the team that I said would win. I, even, I gave how many goals would be scored and who would win. And the team, the other team scored. <laughs> that wasn't going to win. And in my heart, he said, no. Like, trust what you hear from me. And then it turned out that the other team now scored, was it two goals and one? And it ended up being two, one, exactly how I said. And I don't even watch soccer. You know what I'm saying? And then that thing just, it, it reminded, it's like God... God reminded me that day. He did, he did it as a response to things I was praying to him about, um, to remind me, you know. But he reminded me that day that you have the spirit of God in you and it requires faith. It requires faith. When God speaks, you may not always get this 100% I know that 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 I know. You may not always get that. Which is when you have to rely on, on what Jesus said to you, on what God said to you. Which is, if you abide in me, I abide in you. Ask whatever you want. Whatsoever you want. He said, I will give you the desires of your hearts. He says, the Lord orders the path of the righteous. The, you, get what I'm saying? you have to start taking all those scriptures and now like, you know what? <laughs> I don't know that I know that I know that I know, but this is where my heart is leading me. And God orders the path of the righteous. I'm righteous, I'm doing you get what I'm saying? But still, you're patient and you have self-control. Yeah. Wow, we're at time. This was such a great... This, we didn't even notice it, that the time was going. Did you notice? <laughs> no. We, <laughs> I did. I <laughs> okay. did. Oh, you guys are not But yes, we're just going to um, pray over the offering and then we'll, we'll move on. So Lord, I thank you so much for this discussion that we just had about your spirit the holy spirit the importance of the holy spirit lord i just pray god that as we are going off into our daily lives god that we would engage the holy spirit that we would value him and that we would communicate and develop this intimacy have fellowship with him because he's a gift from you and we can't just toss him aside as, he, as if he's not important. He's so necessary for our daily walk with you and living out this life on this earth. So Lord, help us open our eyes by your spirit. Open our eyes to knowing more about the importance of the Holy Spirit and what his role is in our lives, God. And that in the end of everything, that Jesus will be glorified and your name will be praised. Lord, we also pray over our offering. Lord, that you will bless it. Thank you so much for providing for us to be able to give. 
It is a blessing and it's a privilege. Thank you because we're giving what you have given us back to you. And Lord, it all comes from you anyway. So Lord, we say thank you and we're giving it with a grateful heart. And we know that you that gave it to us will replenish as well. And for those who are who don't have a job, God, we pray for them even tonight because you, we know that you are a provider, God. So Lord, we pray that there will be opportunities surrounding them. And by the Holy Spirit, you alert them to know where you're leading them to go, which job you're leading them to pick. And that in all things that Jesus will be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.